0: Hi, my name is Trevor Walker. I'm president and CEO of Frontier Lithium. Frontier Lithium was a pre-production business developing the lithium project located in Northwestern Ontario. Our our mission is clear to uh, produce and supply critical minerals, in this case, spoduline concentrates and lithium chemicals required to feed battery ecosystem being developed. In North America, specifically in the Great Lakes region. Right? Huh?
1: Good to have you here. We've, we've, we've got, to, got to shake hands, right? Because we're not men in person, we've heard the story from very early days, and oh boy, you've really moved through the phases, haven't you? Absolutely, it's been it's been a journey, it's been an adventure, but
0: uh, as the uh, saying goes, we're always moving forward at Frontier Lithium. So we've got a massive opportunity. It's really, really exciting. Uh, what's happening in North America uh, with very, very significant uh, investment increase for uh, building the battery
1: and electric vehicle uh, ecosystem. Yeah. Well, here's what I want to do today. If if you're okay, we've we've talked very early days and kind of seen you I say, move through those phases, but. I'm interested, I'm sure shareholders are interested in, and perhaps new people looking at this, or looking forward and going, well, how do you insert yourself into this ecosystem? We're saying critical mineralists, left, right, and center, this huge EV revolution that we're seeing. We're seeing a huge burst in um, acceleration in the lithium prices over the past past couple of years, and you guys have been the beneficiaries of that, right? But you got to keep going. So, you're here at a conference in London. Uh, for for a start uh what, what are you hoping to get out of it let's start with that
0: uh you know it's uh work and then speak and uh to your point we've made massive progress we've had a massive discovery uh, on and on our projects recently we have updated mineral resource on when we consider all categories measured indicating the third second largest hard rock resource in north america highest grade ranks top, well, uh, one of the top in the world from a greed and low purity perspective. Uh, we're telling our story and, uh, we, we have, uh, a clear strategy and that is to deliver, we need to continue to, uh, tell our, our, story and find, um, investors in particular, we're starting to work towards increasing the institutional presence in the company. Sits around 15% right now. So, really going through a phase of telling our story, finding like minded uh, uh, funders and people ultimately that uh, believe in the vision that we
1: have and the opportunity that we have to be a part of this. Uh, right. Project. See, this, this, this is why it's important this conversation for me because I'm starting from the family business, it's it's kind of grown um, over the years, but you're now, you're now at a kind of point where, as you say, the grades are there. The scale is there. It, it's a global resource that you're dealing with. You're going to need a team who can deliver the next you know, few steps. Uh, lots of baby steps we deliver, but you need people who know what they're doing and do that. So in terms of the structure of the team, um, who's come in, what more do you need in terms of the personnel coming in? Because you've got to work towards a, an end goal and sort of intrigued to see what that is. So let's start with the team first. What are you doing about it? Phil, let's say agree. Question and a wonderful observation. Well, it's, uh,
0: you know, from a philosophical or strategic sense, you know, you're right. You know, the heart of the story lies in a Tier One resource in a Tier One jurisdiction. We've seen some struggles in uh, North America, particularly in Canada, over the last ten years on entering into the space and uh, delivering products to help build this industry. Uh, It was clear uh, observing, you know, some of those struggles that uh, it's most you're aware that 85% of refined chemicals, for example, are coming out of China. There's no replacement for experience. So how does one leverage to create asset to attract world-class talents that we know uh, with regards to process and technology that can actually deliver because what the market needs is new incumbents, or new uh, entrance and new supply uh, outside of the incumbents. The reality is with a great asset comes a great responsibility. So we've managed to attract all VP of technology, Dr. Nguyen Sao, former chief scientist from TNC Lithium, one of the large producers uh, out of China. That's uh, really over the last 10, 15 years has delivered to the world's very large part of the market share. East from a feat for the green deposit. So very very fortunate to leverage green asset to attract uh, Dr. Sal with uh, tried tested proven experience to deliver uh, deliver uh, uh, chemicals over the years. So bridge into Asian experience. We uh, are very fortunate to do that. However, we're not in China. And so uh, the next step was to inject North American or Northern experience. I can tell you, you know, when you look at most of the designs in China, it really looks like a small city, a plant that you would never build in Northern Canada. Uh, so, uh, very fortunate to have, the uh, like of uh, Mark wasn't Former head of Google Nicholas at for Mining uh, who is a uh, processing metallurgical uh, background, you know, build mines, build plants, uh, delivered uh, metals and chemicals uh, for for many years. Also, residents Sudbury, we were were headquartered. So really, to introduce Norther experience and plant experience with that asset with the Chinese experience. So, we're building that team again. Recently, a VP of Exploration, one of uh, Merck's guys, uh, VP of uh, Operations, excuse me, a friend of mine, uh, Graham Goodall, we, uh, booked two months ago, joined Friend of so that we can continue to build the team and we have the internal experience to deliver. And that is the mandate that's very clear from obi from Ontario and Canadian governments, we need a champion in North America and in our case, a Northern champion to deliver battery materials for that
1: ecosystem that we're working very closely with government to help. Okay. Let's look at these the legs on that table, right? So you've got the grade, got the scale, you've got the technical expertise, you've got the build expertise. You're still focused on exploration. That's a big part of what you're doing. and that's big, but it could be bigger. A few discoveries can make some more. I'm great. But the other, the other bits that you're going to need to deal with in the market are, one, talking to the market and getting some competitive through in terms of interest, whether it's JVs or takes or whatever it is that you're looking for. And you're gonna need access to that capital to build this thing out, if indeed you're gonna build this thing out. So with regards to those components, I know you're aware, what do you do? How do you, how do you change that? Being here in London is a good start, but what else do you do? Our
0: strategy has uh, so far served us really well. And we saw this market coming together. We knew it was gonna take some time. We can see since the financial crisis that there's been a lot of hope and capital markets have gone from looking for value, growth to now near-term cash flow. We've felt a market failure really in the past 10 years. It was clear to us that um, uh, due to some market failures and tension that government needs to step in. So non-traditional sources of capital, we feel that the market hasn't truly understood the impact of that. In particular, in Ontario, we have yet to see what Volkswagen's uh, uh, total uh, plan is, but we believe there's been close to $30 billion in total in Ontario be attracted. Uh, over the last 18 months. So on the data that we do have roughly 30% of the capital expenditures through grants from government, from the provincial government of Ontario matched by the federal government. So government has really stepped up. We have raised approximately $35 million for the company to continue to advance and grow our resource. And uh, soon to be delivering pre-feasibility, stepping into the development fees
1: of the company.
0: So we're well financed. What's next for us?
1: We did, you did probably raise it for uh, Christmas, right? Just to top things up.
0: Correct. Yeah, so we're cash positions roughly 20.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: So we're well financed. We believe that we are undervalued compared to... Uh, some of our peers right now, we think that the next step ends, is showing government support to continue to build that ecosystem and show that support upstream beyond the EV and cell manufacturing that has recently been attracted. Minister Fidelli and Minister Puri at PDAC this past spring talked about 2023 as being an interesting year for showing lithium the abilities for lithium uh, production uh, from a mine capacity and this chemical production in Ontario. At this convergence of government supports and developing an ecosystem, um, OVMs, uh wanting to build uh, batteries and EVs, that needs to be supplied. That's where uh, Frontier Lithium is positioned really well, tier one resource and a tier one jurisdiction. So we're really excited uh, about uh, being involved heavily with the critical neural strategy in Ontario, knowing that those roads to prosperity, the drive to prosperity,
1: lead to the Pac project. Here's what we've been hearing in battery conferences is the fact that a lot of people are talking good game a lot of people talking about we will get a production. Not all will. It's, it never will, never does. Um, but for those that can, they're in an environment financially where you know, the debt element, it seems to be that you might, governments, whether it be federal, provincial, states, or, or, or even even more local than that, the money's available to get projects going. There's a, there's a need for a supply um, the so supply potentially is there, the demand is definitely there. You've got instances, EPA, EPA announcement, which will be U S government announcement saying, uh, two thirds of all U S cars and light vehicles by 2032 will be electric up from one third by 2050, only two years ago. So it's, it's moving at a pace here, but I'm interested in how companies like you, and so far you, you did a good job of explaining the things that you feel you need to do, but in terms of the competition i um, looking prices have been running away for the last two years. I think it's come back down. A bit of sanity prevails, I think. But, and so I think companies that have been a beneficiary at super high prices are going to have to actually start doing the hard yards. They're going to have to actually start and not talking about it. You, you're kind of moving through those phases. So that's, that's good, good news for you. But in terms of how, do, what are the next steps for you in terms of how do I get into production? I am going through the economic studies. I'm going to also need to find you've got one build team person on board. Um, what what else do you need? Why are you going to be a winner where others are again talking a good game? Why are you going to get over the line? So it's really about bringing the stakeholders
0: together, right yeah you know, as you build an ecosystem uh, to supply and manufacture, serve uh, this, this this demand and a new industry, it's about where's the government money going who's going to build the close proximity yeah. and uh would that be a great customer for uh, future output or for the company so we as we've been working through exploration and now stopping into development feed we've had new year's conversations from everything from incumbents uh lithium suppliers right through to uh, cell and uh, electric vehicle producers. It's clear to us that uh, we are required in the Great Lakes region to deliver before 2030 lithium chemicals. So beyond government support, that's towards support that uh, reduces risk. As government support goes towards who can deliver and who's going to bill it, so we're really excited. We, we, we're excited where we're at in conversations. We're excited about uh, OEM's plans that are just
1: starting to build. Okay, basically, so this is what I'm getting to. It's like you've got people looking in industry looking at who's talking about it, who's going to do it, right? Mine money as an OEM will go to the people who we believe can get over the line, right? So what do you need to do? What do you need to say to no, forget to say, what do you need to prove to them, apart from economic studies? Because sometimes that's just not enough. You're gonna move through to pilot plants, stage, demo plant stage, before they'll kinda of commit to you. That's I guess that's the that's the big win. And certainly the big beneficiaries of the last two years, um, you know, Piedmont's of this world, have been when the when OEMs step in and go, Do you know what? I believe this story. So the rest of you can believe this story too. So how do you move those sorts of dialogues boys. Yeah, at the end of the day,
0: it's, it's beyond a story and it's about delivery and making sure there's alignments amongst partners. So, uh, that's a process that's in dialogue that we've been having to essentially shortlist. Who are those partners get from, uh, from government right through to, uh, OMEA. So, uh, so we're excited about where we're at in those conversations. Okay. It's clear that, uh, like anything, there's a process that needs to take place. So due diligence, for example, uh, reviewing the plan, the physical plan of, uh, constructing the marmarine, concentrator and, uh, and, uh, calculator. So, uh, we're really excited to be delivering pre-feasibility here in the near future. Because that's an essential piece of work. Where's the software there? Uh, we're within you know, weeks and not months. Okay. It's very free feasibility.
1: And in terms of how you move that again through the phases I said at the beginning, is is are we doing feasibility study, I like definitive feasibility study? Uh, how, how, what does it look like in terms of time frame, in terms of uh, available capital uh, or any constraints there? Again,
0: our main mandate is clear in conversations that we need to deliver lithium chemicals from the pack lithium project before 2030. Okay. So working backwards and from that, you know, what are the things that need to Uh PFS, definitive feasibility, what will come out through our pre-feasibility is a clear-feased approach. Phase one, myon mineral and is lithium concentrate production. Right. You know, one of the things it's uh is importance to de-risk, you know, market as you know is searching for near-term cash flows. How can we get to yep. cash flow as quickly as possible uh, to de-risk and ultimately move towards uh, expansion of mine site and uh, construction uh, of a chemical. So that'll come through the PFS, PFS DFSB is one mine and mill. Mine and mill. Um, Environmental uh, baseline. We're tw- uh, twelve months into uh, a rigorous environmental beast. The company, as well, has uh, started to have conversation with regards to permitting, uh, with uh, with with government, uh, impact benefit agreements with uh, our partnered indigenous communities around the project. Uh, these are all the things that need to take place to ensure we've got
1: a rock solid foundation. I can hear you hundred percent. But people the, the number of people remember out of that that response there is twenty thirty. You know, and I know, industry knows, there's a whole bunch of deliverables. There's there's premises permits and licenses and the EIA and and any other ESG requirements you need to deliver. There's the First Nations and and and, and local um and partnerships that you obviously need need to establish and have agreements with, as well as Deciding, yeah, well, wh- how do we go after this whole body of ours? Which bit do we go for first? How do we fund this plant, melon mill, mill plant, um, um, ourselves? It's a long road with lots of troubles. So between now and then, I guess what you need to be able to do is tell a growth story and why it is a growth story. Because 2030 feels a long time away, and I know we'll get there. When you're doing it, it'll, it'll it'll come up on you quicker than you think. But for investors, it's like, is there still a growth story looking at you from today? I you said you're undervalued. That's a good start because if you're as a contrarian investor, but where where's the potential for this thing to go? What are the moments we think are true value, not just industry, but to investors? Yeah, well,
0: therein lies the opportunity. So when I deliver that message to you, it's a conservative timeline, you know, with the great, great, Excitement in our conversations is both OEMs and government say, Charter, can we do this quicker? Mm-hmm. And our response is, show us. Show us how we can do this
1: quicker. And Meaning, meaning what? Are they, they're holding you back or you feel that you, you got it and you know what you're doing? Um, show us.
0: So when we talk about permitting and the efforts and the timeline of permitting, it's through governments coming to the table to help steward such an important anchor resource. They're going process to accelerate and speed up okay. through uh, non-traditional sources of capital. How do we de-risk that and provide government support on such a strategic resource to supply that ecosystem that they're financing? You can't just help finance and attract OEMs and say we're not going to supply it in a timely fashion. Yep. And therein lies the opportunity to get from looking. Show us to OEMs. Um, how do you? Uh, we love, by the way, where we're at in conversation with OEMs, Trevor. How do we deliver? How can we? How can we accelerate? How can we support you to deliver quicker? How can we de-risk and provide project finance support um, for for the project or possible partnerships? So that's really exciting and a huge. Huge, um, huge opportunity for the company, our shareholders, the stakeholders, our, our indigenous uh, partners uh, around the resource. So um, that is the opportunity that, uh, that we have. An important resource, tier one resource in a tier one jurisdiction, whereby we've seen a very active government um, with OEMs. Starting to build, we lie in a perfect position right now. So what can we show our shareholders? What can we show the market? Deliver PFs. Show government support um, around our project. Uh, Get through due diligence process to show the partnerships, the offtake agreements, and what kind of support we expect from uh, the OEMs building our Great Lakes region. These are the events to take place. Over the next 12 months for Frontier Lithium. Such a great great opportunity that we're
1: really excited about. Good to see you, sir. We will uh, follow you eagerly. See how you get on. It's exciting times. Thanks very much, Matt. Well,
0: real pleasure and look forward to the next travel,
1: next update.